Roz Dresfeles here, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Dresfeles. As always, I like to ask you to send me your ghost stories for me to read on the air. I've had so many fabulous submissions. Some are real creepy. Here's one that really terrified me. This was sent to me by Joshua. He says, hi, Roz. I really enjoy your podcast. I love your stand-up as well and your humor. I really look forward to future episodes. Before I begin, I want to point out that I no longer encounter the below. That means what he's about to say in this email. I moved away from my hometown six years ago, over 200 miles away, and that seemed to solve the problem, at least for now. I first felt a presence as a kid in the first home I'd ever known. There was something that I liked in the attic and something terrifying in the basement. Okay. It wasn't until I was an adult that I wasn't the only one to feel things in this house at that time. But that's another story for another day. We spent most of my childhood moving around surrounding areas for one reason or another. And the thing in the basement, always, as long as I can remember, followed me everywhere. I'd wake up with a choking feeling. It would haunt my dreams and taunt me. And it liked to watch me from the corner of my room. It wasn't just a presence watching me or trying to tell me something. It enjoyed my fear and I could feel it. It moved things, slammed things, and when awake, it was constantly behind me like a shadow. I could just feel it. However, for the most part, it didn't really get get aggressive until I was a young adult. I'm not sure what changed. Maybe because I was going through a lot at the first five to six years of my adulthood before I moved away at 23. But it became much more terrifying. I'd wake up screaming at it in a language I don't understand and throwing things with the feeling that I was telling it to leave. It started affecting my dreams even more. I'd hit walls, put my hands through windows in my sleep, and once I almost walked and fell out of a very high window because of the dream. Each time I'd wake after this, I could feel it retreat, like a black fluid or darkness being sucked from the room, like someone pulled a plug and it went down some kind of drain. Oh my God, I can totally picture that. You're a really good writer, Joshua. Another terrifying aspect of this, whatever it was, it would latch on to or use the energies in the places I was living. There were four different homes I lived in as an early adult where it got especially powerful and would make itself known. One I lived in, I had an attic bedroom and it loved to choke me in my sleep every single night or have me sleepwalk toward the stairs or on my bed where I almost fell down the stairs off of the bed. Oh my God, this is terrible. 
I had a townhome with my ex, and we tended to fight. One occasion, we were having an argument in bed, and the door slammed open. Mind you, you had to lift up and push hard to shut the door to begin with, and it filled the room with its presence. I'll never forget that because when it hit the door, you physically heard a hand sound slapping the door. I'm still not sure, but there were multiple nights where it would have me trying to strangle something in my sleep, and I'd wake up squeezing the hell out of my ex, and I'd also wake up feeling as though I was floating other times. Once while I was sleeping, I swear I could hear it coming up the stairs. It was hell! This sounds like hell. Oh my god. This is... God, this is a terrible thing to go through. I wonder what... um, Well, let's keep reading. It also liked to torment my ex at that home. I was on the phone with him walking home from work in one instance, and all of a sudden there was a colossal boom on the floor, like someone had dropped a couch on the wood floor, but coming up through the floor, meaning it hit the wood floor from the basement. It was so loud that I heard it through the phone. My ex ran out of the house, no shoes, and we walked back together. He didn't even shut the door. We left the townhouse and stayed with my parents for a few months. One vivid memory that truly makes my skin crawl. One night I was walking out to my car to get something on a winter night. The moon was out so you could see well and far. I was walking to my car. I could hear crunching footsteps behind me, keeping pace. And when I'd turn around, there was nothing there. This continued all the way back to my car. We then wound up in an apartment of a house that my friend owned. It was an old house, and the friend's father had died there. There were lots of little things, nothing really new. Things calmed down, in fact, in comparison to the townhouse. The biggest thing it liked to do at this apartment was zip around out of the corner of my eyes and make the room colder than the morgue. The first instance of this was midday. I'd gotten home early from work and took a nap. I woke up as it got dark in utter terror. I'd seen it streak from the room after a horrible dream, and I still can't remember, but I remember the feeling. I was so distraught that I called my sister who lived down the road to drive up and pick me up because I had the intense feeling that it would get me, and I walked, my par- I walked to my parents' house next door. It's what it wanted. She drove up, and I ran down the stairs without looking back, putting on shoes, or locking the door. Ugh. See, I remember when I had my, like, haunting that was going on. Luckily, it was never abusive like this. This sounds terrible. But so many people were telling me things. That's why I'm wondering if, if you had uh, consulted any anybody that you know, told you maybe you light some sage. Of course, that's always a popular one. I remember people kept telling me that you're supposed to line your doorway with um, salt and, you know, sort of the rim of your of your room. And I'm like, honey, my bedroom is not a margarita. My ex and I broke up a few months after this, and I went to live with my brother in a nearby town. Another old house, but with the addition of my niece, who was 16 at the time. I was 22. 
She was the first person ever to tell me that she could sense the thing and sometimes see it around me when it was being extra with the torment. It started to harass her too. I think because she was already having problems in the house with something spiritual that was there. After she mentioned being able to sense it, I asked other friends, who I trusted without thinking that I was nuts, and my sister. They confirmed that they too could sense it and always had. My sister was the one to confirm that there were things in the house where I met it. The thing in the basement. I was at that house for about a year before I went to stay with my parents again, while I got ready to move to where I live now. I know that that was a long email, and really, I don't think I'd believe it myself if I hadn't seen it or lived it myself, but it haunts my mind to this day purely because I lived it. However, it doesn't seem to have actually followed me. There are more extreme instances, and for the sake of fitting it into an email, I cut out some details. I really appreciate the opportunity to get this off my chest to someone who might believe it. Sometimes I'm not even sure if I really believe it. Well, Joshua, thank you so much for sharing. And I know that me and all of you ghost ghost listeners, my booze, we believe you. Now on with the show! Oh, I am joined by Meg Malloy. Hello. Hi. You are one of the hosts of an adorable podcast called The Soft, the Soft Spot, Spot, which I've been on. You have. So tell us about The Soft Spot. Um, it is a nostalgia-based podcast, and it's Julian McCullough, my partner and co-host. Partner? Partner. Because you guys have, like, a law firm or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we're together. Uh, we're not married, but it feels a little silly to call a 40-year-old man my boyfriend. <laughs> it's a man a, friend. It's a, he's my man friend, as my grandma would say, my gentleman friend. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's my partner, and in a lot of ways. And um, it's just a really fun, light, positive show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, it brings back so many great memories. And what is your number one thing that you have a soft spot for? Um, you know what? I was asked to do that like Instagram movie challenge this week. Oh yeah, where you name movies what that affected you? Yeah, that have yeah. sort of shaped who you are. And I have, I don't know. I there are way more than ten, but it got me thinking about like what has formed my aesthetic and totally. what informs me as an artist because I'm a visual artist as well. And I guess probably mostly movies and music. But I love when people do things like food. Because, like, Nick Weiger did food, the, Nick Weiger of the Doughboys. Uh-huh. He did breakfast cereal, and that was such a fun episode. So nostalgic. Yeah. Because, well, if you're an adult and you're eating some some of these Captain Crunches, <laughs> yeah. then you're me. And me, no. yeah. <laughs> My kid this morning was like, where is all of the Captain Crunch, just the Crunch Berries? And I was like, I don't Actually, know. Captain Crunch is the only one that I can fuck with these days. But it ruins the top of your mouth. Oh, it rips your shit apart. It rips you up. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. Captain Crunch. Yeah. Um, okay. You also are somebody that dabbles in the white magic white magic yeah community i do (laughs) so explain that to me um it's funny i don't talk about this very much and i didn't talk about i never have talked about it on the soft spot but mostly just because it's never come up Mm -hmm. and um 
I don't know. It's a it's a strange thing to talk about because it is something that is so personal to me. But now it's become such a thing. It's become so mainstream. It feels a little safer and less crazy to talk about it. Right. Um, but yeah, I do a little white magic. I've never I've never fucked with dark magic. I black magic. I I wouldn't. I'm too scared. I have uh, I have respect for the spirit realm and all of that. Um, I'm very into getting Reiki and Akashic readings and tarot. And uh, so, do you do spells? Yeah. So, so what is like a white magic? I mean, I, I of course know this, but for our listeners, um, <laughs> what is the difference between like a spell, a white magic spell, and a black magic spell? Well, a white magic spell is always going to be something that is for the greater good, that uh, no one's going to get hurt, and it's only um, it's. No one's going to be, no one's safety is going to be at risk. Uh, black magic is when you're coming for someone. <laughs> okay. But what about, like, I want someone to fall in love with me? Oh, that would be white magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love spells. I I have books and all kinds of stuff that, oh, yeah. You might just have to. Uh... Moon magic, all kinds of stuff. Can you do, could you do a spell to make someone fall in love with me? Um... I guess we could. It would be a collaborative thing, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really into candles and uh, doing spells around candle work and stuff like that. I've made, I have like, I also believe in manifesting and setting intentions, and I feel like these kind sure. of things all go together. But I feel like I've made some pretty crazy things in my life. Uh, happen because of that. So is like the secret, is that white magic? Um, I don't really know a whole lot about that. I've heard that it's, it's like power it's like vision, positive thinking yeah. vision boards. Uh, that's that's definitely in alignment with all of that, setting intentions and uh, manifesting. I'd say that if you want to learn more about that, the best person to kind of follow is Esther Hicks. Do you know oh, who yeah, Esther yeah, yeah. Hicks is? Like yeah. the Abraham Hicks stuff. Totally. She is, has the meditations and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, you know, learning how to get your vibration higher and get in the vortex, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds kind of silly to say, but it's so true. Um, because when you're in this good place and you shed away all of the dark stuff and the negative energy and the things that bring you down and slow you down, um, you become a magnet for good things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the more positivity that you embrace, and it's not always easy. I'm not perfect at it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the more positivity you embrace and the higher you try to make your vibration, the better your life is. Totally. And I think a lot of it has to do with just not even entertaining negative thoughts. Yeah. Because that will bring You have to kind of train your brain to just reject that shit. Mm -hmm. And it's not, like I said, it's not always easy. I definitely get out of vibration or whatever, like, often. It's a... Because we're humans. Yes. It's a practice. Like, it's something that you have to constantly be working on and be aware of. Um, because that negative shit, once it creeps in, it's it's like poison, you totally. know? Um, I was trying to explain that to, to Lulu, my four-year-old, the other day, and I was like, it's probably a little too early. Yeah. Yeah, but, but eventually, we'll get there. It all comes down to just doing your best to be a positive person, and nothing but good will, good attracts good. Right, yeah. So do, I, do you identify as a witch? 
Yeah, I think I think I would. Ooh, I'm coming out. <laughs> you're a bad witch. No, you're a good witch. Good witch. I'm a good witch. Well, how, wow, you've just come out. On, this is our first coming out. I know. Oh, my God. Here I am. Okay, my turn. <clears throat> <laughs> you guys, I'm gay. No. <laughs> and I'm a witch. <laughs> okay, so you grew up in Texas, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a big place. I'm sure there's lots of ghostly activity there. I mean, I can only imagine, and I can only imagine that the ghosts are bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, I think there. I think Texas is a pretty haunted place. Yeah, when you think of like the Alamo, for example. Yeah. And well, all those other historic places in Texas that I know about. There are a lot of them. I I grew up in Houston. Well, like southeast of Houston, like swampy. Is that where Beyonce grew up? Yes. She grew up in the swampy part. She did. No way. Yes. Yes. My girl. Um, but yes, I hail from, you know, I, I always call her the first lady of H-Town because that's... Sure. She, she's she's everything. She's the first lady of everything. She is. She truly is. But um, Wait, did you know Beyonce growing up? No, I oh. didn't. I wish. No. I didn't. No. She's a few Never years mind. older than me. Not That's the only that reason much I wanted you on here. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I'm just gonna get my things and go. Um, uh, did you have paranormal experiences in Texas? I think that I I am a hypersensitive, mm-hmm. and I think that you are too. Totally. We, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Because you're also my neighbor. Yeah. And so I see you. I see you often, and I'm yeah. also friends with you and Julian and the, the little girls, the and, little babies. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a hypersensitive, I think I had such a profound awareness of like the spirit realm from a really young age. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it has always and still does scare the shit out of me. Mm, because me it, too. I mean, I was, I'm like sweating just talking about I it. I know because it's real, you know. It's super real. If you real. believe it, it's real. Yeah. And it can be a good thing and it can be a very, very bad thing. Right. No, so how young do you think you started being aware of this? Um, I feel like I could always feel um, spiritual presence from a very young age and I didn't really know how to put that in words. Mm-hmm. Um. And I felt kind of crazy. I always felt crazy. And I still feel crazy when things happen. And I'm like, I don't know who to tell or to run to. Now I'm going to run to you down the street. Yeah. Um, But it is a little creepy. Even acknowledging that you have felt something makes it real. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a whole different thing. Because I'm inclined to just pull my sheets over my head and Mm -hmm. pretend that nothing happened. Because I'm a chicken. I know. The thing that another, it's, it actually goes a lot with what we were talking about earlier, is that you have to remind yourself and convince yourself that you are human and you have power. You have physical, you are a physical being on this earth and you have, right. you are strong and nothing is stronger than you. Right. Yeah, I definitely. And you're not scared. You have to. You have to know who you are, and you have to. Um, I think you have to make yourself safe. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the whole idea of like a white light spell, a protection spell. Um, 
And I think that that's super important. And it's really just it can be just as simple as visualizing a white light around your head or around your body uh, like an orb that nothing dark can penetrate. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very real. And it's something that I believe in. And that's like a simple thing that I do often. Mm -hmm. Are you somebody that goes to places and you're like, ooh, there's some spooky shit here? I don't seek it out, but um, whenever I do feel it, I am always, it piques my curiosity, but it's nice to be around people like you who I can talk about this with Mm -hmm. and not feel crazy um, because I've had some really weird shit happen. Yeah. I love hearing other people's ghost stories, but when it comes to my own, I'm like, (sighs) I know it's personal. I say it out loud. It really happened. And well, this is a safe place. Yeah. You are not. Until I go home tonight and then I'm all alone. When you go home alone, (laughs) it's on. It's, it's, that's all you, honey. Uh, I have. That is paranormal activity part seven. No. Yeah. No, but, um, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. Tell me a story. I would say the um, of all of the weird little things that I've experienced or heard about, one of the strangest things that happened to me was in New Orleans, a very haunted place. A very haunted place. Um, now, some there is a lot of history of of death in New Orleans, but also some some theorize that one of the reasons why it's so haunted there not only just voodoo and all that um, and dark magic and black magic and all that, but uh, the the uh, dead bodies are buried above ground mm-hmm. and sometimes people believe that that can cause them to roam around more freely I've never I haven't really thought about it on those terms but that totally makes sense right? and now I'm scared again <laughs> but uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense um, and the sea level there because yeah. it's right by where I grew up it's a, it's like a four hour drive the sea level ooh, you know like mm-hmm. it's Bodies are shifting and yep. yeah, it's it's, yep. it's pretty creepy to think about. Yeah. So I grew up going to Louisiana a lot, driving through there for road trips whenever I would head to like, you know, the butthole of Florida with my friends for spring break. Ah, uh, yes. Butthole Springs, <laughs> Florida. I knew it well. You know it well. I figured you might. <laughs> um, what gave it away? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, it's just that psychic witch thing. Yeah, totally. I just knew. (laughs) Um, So I grew up going there pretty often, and it was like an easy vacation spot. And I want to say like seven years ago, I went down there to meet my family, and my dad was like, I got you tickets for a ghost tour. Fun! Yeah, which was something I had always wanted to do, but I it just never had worked out before. And I was super excited, and I went with my then-husband, now ex-husband, not Julian, and uh, I think two of my sisters. The whole thing is a little bit of a blur. I think... I. 
I went into it, you know, you're walking around the French Quarter and I was expecting to hear or like see things or experience things that just like shook me. And while a lot of the stories were really sad or really interesting, I was like, I'm not feeling a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And as someone who has felt weird things in really unusual places, I was pretty bummed out about it. Also, there was a crowd of people around and I was like, maybe that's interfering with my ability to feel this. Um, Well, there's I think that when you're the kind of person that I am and it sounds like you are as well. It's it's easy to soak up a lot of energy from yeah. humans yeah, as well absolutely. as as non physical beings, right? And so you know that can kind of mess with you. And like for me, like I work in nightlife, and yeah. so there's a lot of energy rubbing up on me, right? And um, and that can be draining as yeah. well. Yeah, it's a it's the white light thing. You've got to protect yourself. You've got mm-hmm. to protect your energy. But um, anyway, so. We're walking and we're, you know, walking around the quarter and I start salivating and really badly, like I'm drooling and I'm kind of craving a beignet. uh, Yeah, probably. Um, I'm salivating and I'm pretty embarrassed because I'm like, how how do I complain to someone that I'm like drooling? And I trying to keep it in my mouth and keep it together. But I'm like, what is happening? And I feel kind of like I'm going to throw up. But. I don't actually feel sick. And I'm like, oh, God, I must have eaten something terrible. Like, what is happening to me? Of course, I would get sick while I'm on this, like, ghost tour thing. And um, we walk up to a house that Nick Cage owned at the time, (laughs) which that's scary on its own, even if you don't believe in paranormal Sure, sure. Uh, But it was Madame LaLaurie's house. Madame LaLaurie. Okay. Because there's also Marie Laveau. Yes, there is Marie Laveau. But this is Madame LaLaurie. And uh, I didn't watch American Horror Story, but I I guess they sort of covered it. Or I think Kathy Bates either plays her or plays like an. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So they start telling the story of this woman. And apparently she had a slave chamber. At where she would keep slaves chained up to the wall, locked in boxes. Uh, she just did horrible, unspeakable things to these humans. Um, she would have like a huge party every month, like a masquerade ball. Everybody would get all dolled up. And she would go into this room, into this torture chamber and just fuck with these people mm-hmm. while all of these people were and partying no one could in hear the house. Yeah. So as this woman is telling the story, and it is disturbing because hearing about any humans being hurt is always something like that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to breathe really heavy and I'm like, what is happening? And it feels like someone is squeezing me. And I'm I'm like, am I having a panic attack? Uh, no, this doesn't feel anything like that. Uh, as she's talking about slaves jumping to their death, like climbing up this wall that surrounded the house and jumping out because they would rather die that way than at, you know, her oh, mercy. God. I get knocked down by what I don't know and just start projectile vomiting. Ooh. Yeah. Try explaining that to everyone. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening to me, but my body is just like... 
I don't know. I'm just swaying back and forth. I feel like I have no control over myself. Like everything around me is just pushing me violently back and forth. And uh, I stop vomiting. I like get it together. And I am so freaked out by what happened that I... I'm just like, I, I, you know, I'm like in a panic because I don't know how to explain that. And I'm like, is there like a ghost on me or a demon on me later? You know, as we talked about, yes, this was definitely like some kind of dark force. But um, I can only explain this as being this was the only time in my life I felt completely just surrounded by evil, mm. like a dark, dark I don't know. And the rest of my stay there felt totally ruined because I felt like something was piggybacking on me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's very spooky. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, do you think it was that you were possessed for a moment? I have no idea. I don't like to think that because that's so dark. Um, I don't really feel like anything was inside of me. It very Mm. much felt like it was around me. Right. Um, But this incident is actually what kind of inspired me to get into tarot and white magic and to learn about like protection spells and uh, light work and, you know, staying in the light because that scared the shit out of me. Yes. I wonder if the tour guides had ever experienced something like oh, that. Oh, they told they were saying that all kinds of stuff had happened on these tours. And at, when we checked into our hotel, I had always stayed like outside of uh the French Quarter. But when we checked into this hotel, they were like if anything happens in your room, if there are any ghosts, like you can just move to another room. What? Yeah, that's I'm just sorry, part what? of Yeah. Yeah, that's just like a thing that they say to people. With the mini bar and everything else. Yeah. Ew, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know I think about staying in haunted hotels all the time. Like, how fun would that be? But like, no. no. Uh, not when I'm sleeping. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I'm not into it. I I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to like seek that stuff out. And I don't really know how to, I guess I'm scared because I don't feel like I truly know how to harness all of that. And it's like, um, do you know what I mean? Like how much I let in. And so most of the time I live my life like, nope, that didn't happen. Like I'm not going to acknowledge it. White light, white light, white light. Right. Because I am totally freaked out by that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always a a fine line. We put them all into the same category, but there is what I believe to be just pure evil Mm -hmm. and the spirit of a living person, whether they were a good person or a bad person. Right. And humans... That I mean, that's always going to be scary to me, a spirit of a human, but it's the dark-sided shit that I'm like, stay back. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I've I've only had situations where I have seen shadows that I cannot explain. I've never seen or or I've had dreams that have fucked me up, but I've never seen a full-on ghost. Have you ever seen a full-on ghost? I saw a full-on ghost one time. Yeah. Yes. And it was my grandmother. And it was a very loving energy. Mm-hmm. And it was 
It's very confusing to me because I've talked to so many people with ghost stories, and a lot of people tell me that they see a ghost and it's just a person. It looks like a person like you and I right now. Right. And then all of a sudden they're gone or something like that. Or all of a sudden they see him in a painting from 1847. Yeah. Wait, that's the guy that just came in here. Yeah. Um, my experience was more ghosty. Like she was, um, She, I could see through her slightly. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's a different it seems to be that they can be in many different forms. I uh, I do feel like our we only let in what we will allow in. Mm-hmm. And I think because I am so nervous around all of that, it's probably blocking out a lot for me. Do you believe that too? Or do you think that these things just show up? Yeah. Regardless of if you are... Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think some f- forces are so strong that they're like, well, fuck you and what you think. Absolutely, and, you know yeah. I mean? So, I don't know. It's uh, scary, and it I hope scary. we're not summoning anything right now. No, I don't think so. White light, white, white light. White light, white light, white light. Okay, do you have other stories to tell? Um, I do. My little sister, did you ever have an imaginary friend? I don't know that I did. I was um, so weird as a child that not even imaginary friends wanted to be friends with me. <laughs> um, I can't say. I did have a Cabbage Patch doll. It was um, it was a little uh, Hispanic-looking Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, but he was so real, cute. and he looked just like me. <laughs> but um, no, I don't think that I ever did. My youngest sister had an imaginary friend named Jimmy, and she would say things to us that scared the shit out of my whole family. Mm-hmm. She would say things out of nowhere like, Jimmy's really mad at you. And I was like, dude, what? Who is this Jimmy person? And she would, whenever we would get ready to go on a trip, she would like pack a bag for him. Or if we would go to a restaurant, she'd be like, Jimmy wants to know if he can come. And my parents like thought it was kind of funny, but it really scared me because I was like, my sister is like having regular interactions with a ghost. Why is she like watching TV and then looking over and telling me that Jimmy's staring at me? Why else would that Uh be happening? Like that really freaked me out. And now when I ask her about it she's like not into talking about it really yeah now did this happen in like a house where there might have been a jimmy well i don't think so because our house wasn't that old that we grew up in um but i don't know it lasted for a couple of years have you ever heard about these children there's a tv show about it damn it i can't think of what it's called it's about children that lived a past life and mm-hmm. they have all these memories of things that there's no way they could have had. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of crazy shit there in the is. children universe. Have you noticed that with any of your little ones around the house? No, I have never seen any. They don't have imaginary friends? No. There were a few times that my daughter would smile or like look up. And I do believe that babies can see like everything. Oh, they're super in tune. Yeah. And I was like, I always wondered who it was she was looking at. And it always felt positive, but it was Mm -hmm. very weird to see her clearly having like some kind of interaction and me not being able to see it. 
Um, and it made me kind of jealous. I was like, man, to be little and to just not have any filter or any concern and to just be open to such a positive experience. Yes, which as you get older could often, even if it is positive, make you go, ah, ghost, yeah, get away. Totally. Um, you know, I I wanted to talk about sleep paralysis a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, here's the thing with sleep paralysis in me. I... Well, there's two things I have to say about it. One, one thing I've heard about sleep paralysis is it is something that happens the more you talk about it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. So I try not to ever talk about it, but we can. The other thing that I've heard is that it happens a lot when you sleep on your back. Uh Now, we also know that sleeping on your face is not good for the aging process. It's not. (laughs) I I have chosen aging over sleep paralysis Uh and I sleep strictly on my face. However, I did recently have a sleep paralysis experience, and yeah. I hated it. I've ha- I used to have it all the time. All Sleeping on your back or on your stomach? In in any position. <laughs> I know all the time. It was mostly it was when I lived alone in college all the time. P.S. Since starting this podcast, I only sleep with the lights on. Me too. I used to sleep in pure darkness. All the time, and now I get too scared I'm because I spend my nights hearing all these ghost stories and research and all this shit, and then I'm just like, I can't, I can't. I do am anymore. afraid of the dark, and I feel bad every time I put my kid to bed. I mean, she has a nightlight, but I feel bad putting her to bed, knowing how scared I always was of going to bed, and still am. Like, I definitely sleep with a light on. I prefer all the lights on. I prefer the TV on yeah. because I just don't like feeling alone. Yeah, yeah. It really scares me. Um, it's weird. I'm someone who, I'm a very solitary person. I could like paint by myself for 10 hours and not like need any human interaction. But when it comes to bedtime, I'm like, uh, you know, let's let's turn all the lights on. I even have the app on my phone, the Hue app, so I can turn all my lights on from my phone. Oh, nice. Because I am like, I just cannot be bothered to get uh-huh. up and run, especially if, you know, a sleep paralysis thing, if I freshly come out of it, I want to be able to reach over. You want to hear a nightmare story of mine? Yeah. I had to, well, I, didn't, I didn't like have to, but I volunteered myself to house sit a very large house mm-hmm. um, by myself all summer one summer Mm-mm. and I was so scared so many bedrooms yeah no oh my gosh I'm never first of all I'm never going to have a gigantic house unless I know that there's going to be someone in every room living yeah I am I'm, I'm totally on the same page with you there I'm like not about having more real estate than I need because I'm like if it's empty it's not going to be empty for long uh, there's so many places where bad guys and bad things can be yeah and I don't need that yeah all the worst home invasions happen in big ass houses. No, Hell thank yeah. you. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Or if I want, I want to have like, th- like just the worst, most dreadful looking, ugly little tiny little house that's like actually like once you go inside, it's like big and nice, so that mm-hmm. no one will ever want to break in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm like thug it up on the outside, make people think that you are living in squalor. Yes. Yeah. Or make ghosts think that you're living in squalor. But then I'm like, do they like that? Will they come for me? I don't know. I think ghosts, they like squalor. I feel like they do too. But what kind of ghost would you be? Would you want to be a ghost? I don't know. Do you think being a ghost is a good thing or a bad thing? 
I do feel like ghosts, I, I believe that they're, they're still lingering for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be to guide a loved one or to finish learning a lesson that they did not like complete in this life or, um, you know, to influence good or bad. I feel like there's always a reason. I don't feel like they're just hanging out because they got nothing to do. Yeah. And I think maybe sometimes they just can't figure out what the reason is. And then they end up just hanging out. Yeah. I think that's probably Which really that true. sounds sad. It does sound sad. Because there's a lot of ghosts that you hear about around town that are like, at the Roosevelt Hotel, the ghost of the actor Montgomery Clift is seen playing a trumpet from uh, when he was in the movie where he played the trumpet. And you hear it. It's like, bitch, if I had to play a trumpet for eternity. That would... No. What is the story there? I know. Uh-uh. I was going to say, on the topic of haunted hotels, there are definitely some haunted ones here. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to try to stay in all of them. Yeah? So I have things to talk about. Yeah. And, but and I'm not going alone. And this is your invitation. <laughs> you know where I've stayed that I definitely think is very haunted? Where? The Millennium Biltmore. Oh, it is haunted. It's crazy My haunted. friend was just staying there last week because he was shooting something and that's where they put them. And I so mad. I, I was busy and I'm shooting something. I couldn't go. But I wanted to go so bad because... It is a very well-known haunted place. Now, also, just like about 15 other places in Los Angeles, it is supposedly the last place where the Black Dahlia was ever seen. She went there before the murder happened. I don't know. I didn't he- I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. I think it's the most famous of all the many places that she's she was last seen. Um, and they do say, people say that they see a woman in black. That place just buzzes to me. Mm-hmm. Like the bar, it feels like, you know, time is not linear. It feels like that moment from The Shining. Yes. It feels like people are partying around you from all different times. Mm-hmm. It just feels very strange. The energy is so weird. And the the bathroom is right next to the bar. And they have all these old pictures from, like, the first Academy Awards show, which was held there. And, like, all of these old starlets. And um, even if they didn't have those, you start looking at them and you're thinking, like, who's still here? Who's still, mm-hmm. like, hanging out? But the bathroom, I got to say, the bathroom to me, it just felt like... I, I I felt almost like I was eavesdropping on conversation. It was like just really, really buzzing. I would love wow. to go in there with one of those, what are those machines? The thing An that, EVP reader? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, we, we're going to be talking about those in a little bit. Yeah. Um, that feeling that you have is what I feel at the comedy store. Have you ever been there? Really? No, I haven't. Oof, the comedy store is so haunted. Wow. Yeah. We actually, there's um, a couple of comedians that I'm trying to get on here to talk about it because a lot of people have experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. I hadn't heard Do that. Do you have other stories or? I was trying to think, well, I have a Black Dahlia one, but it's a friend of a friend, so I feel weird. No, I want to hear it. Yeah? The Black Dahlia is always a hot topic. Okay. So let's, let's dive into this Black Dahlia story. So, um... I have a family friend back in Houston, and this was a story she told me probably 10 years ago. Tina Knowles. <laughs> I wish it was Tina. <laughs> I wish it was Tina. Um, no, it. this friend was telling my 
mom and I about how she had been dating this guy and he was a medical resident and he moved to Los Angeles and lived in, you know, he was placed there. You don't get to really choose where you go, but it's not the worst place to be placed because, hey, we're here. Um, But he was placed in Los Angeles to do his uh, residency and he picked out an apartment pretty quickly because that whole thing they're like this is where you're going in two weeks you know pick up your life you're gonna go there and this guy is you know in the medical field he's a very logical pragmatic person I don't think that he was uh into the supernatural at all um but he had some pretty crazy stuff he could feel a woman or his it was someone was jumping on his bed like his jumping. medical his medical bag stuff would fly across the room. Wait, wait, where was this was happening like in a in hotel? In the apartment oh, that the apartment. he was living okay. in. Um and it, just lots of crazy things flying across the room. I, I and I have experienced some of that myself. Um it's hard whenever you see something fly across the room with force to be able to explain that when mm-hmm. you know there's no explanation, but you know, the one that you don't want. And apparently after a while, he felt like he was losing his mind. Sure. And the like jumping and maniacal laughter that he would hear late at night, he was like, okay, like time to figure this out. And she says, I cannot uh, say if this is true or not, but she's also not someone who is into the supernatural. So I was like surprised to hear this story from her. She says that he went to the office and was like, look, what's going on? This apartment Like, I'm losing my mind. My shit's flying everywhere. I'm hearing someone laughing. I'm hearing someone jump on my bed and mess with my stuff. Like, I don't know what to do. And Elizabeth... Short. Yeah. Had... um, I don't think it was the apartment she lived in when she was killed, but she had briefly lived there, I guess. And Mm. you apparently don't have to disclose that here. If a murder... Well... Well, I guess, you know... If someone she that was murdered, exactly, I mean. she didn't. She didn't get murdered there. But I don't know. I would. I feel like there has to be a law where if your shit's haunted, you got to let people know. I know. Well, you better believe every place I ever move into. That's my first question. Yeah, I sage the shit out of places that I move into. Yeah, and I'm a person who's very into like vintage and you know our whole Me place too. is antiques. Sage that shit. Sage everything that comes into the house. Yeah. I was once getting a Reiki treatment, um, and the woman who was um, doing my treatment was like, I, there is a man here. And I was like, who? And she was like, uh, he's a Colombian man, and he thinks you're his wife. And I was like, hmm, Sounds hot. inaccurate. Um, and she's like, yeah, he says that he gave you that dress. And I was wearing like an old linen dress that I had thrifted. (gasps) And she was like, do you want me to tell him that you're not his wife? And I was like, yeah, please do. But I just didn't realize until then. And that was a couple of years ago. She was like, you should sage all of the things that you thrift. You know, I really should do that because about 85% of the things I own are 
from vintage stores mm-hmm. or antique stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen to episode one of this podcast where I tell the story of a, an antique I bought that brought some interesting energy to my life. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> The idea of that whole poltergeist stuff that 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 man experienced of things being thrown around and I also have a theory. <sighs> Time out for Ra's theory. How many times? Well, this is really dark. But how many times do you think something like a knife or a noose or something supernatural killed somebody and it was just ruled out as suicide? I think that happens. Definitely. Don't you think that that could happen? I think Why not? Of it, when I hear about unlikely suicides, I think back to Sleeping Beauty and when Maleficent is luring her to the spinning wheel. And I oh, think yeah. of it being kind of like that. Interesting. Yeah. Because she pricked her th- finger. but And I know I'm like referencing a Disney cartoon. But sure. it's pretty. the original story is pretty dark. Um, but she was coerced into it. And I think about that often when I hear about people committing suicide and it feels uh, highly unlikely or even people killing other people. I think about possession, possession. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, there's I mean, there's been a few murderers that they believe that believe that they were possessed. Yeah. Um, Like the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, I believe. Is one of them. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, I also... Here's one thing I know. Uh-huh. We play a game here called... EVPs. Or EVPs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so EVPs, Electronic Voice Phenomenon. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of ghost hunters will record this, these sounds that they hear, these voices. And sometimes, you know, they sound pretty accurate. And sometimes it's like, what? I actually had an experience with one. I went to the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. That's right. You went to the one that the um, that guy, Zach uh, Baggins. Yes, yeah, right here on my I phone. I think it's Zach Baggins. Um, Zach Baggins from um, the Ghost Adventures right. TV show. Yeah. Highly recommend to any listeners. It highly really recommend. Cool. To you, totally. Um, hello, road trip. It's so <gasps> yeah, it's so worth it. Um, I thought going in there because they're like, you have to sign a waiver that if anything leaves with you, you're like, chill with it. You're not going to come for us. Oh no! And I'm of course, you see a ton of people like laughing that off, and I'm like, you bitches better not <laughs> laugh in these spirits' faces. They're not fucking around with you. Um, but yeah, there was a doll in one of the rooms that was allegedly possessed, and they were like, don't make eye contact with her if you're hypersensitive. I was like, aye, aye, Captain, not doing it, yeah. not looking at this doll. Um, but they had her connected to an EVP thing, and the tour guide was like, how many people are in this group? And she was like, 11! Like, no. Yeah, yeah, was saying names. I've never experienced anything like that. Oh. And I just kept my head down. I was like, I don't, don't I, look I shouldn't at her. be here. I don't know. What, what, what was don't I thinking coming her. in here? Yeah. I should tell people. I should tell people that as I walk through L.A. Don't make eye contact if you're <laughs> sensitive. I know. If you can't take all this. If you're hypersensitive, this. don't come into my room. Okay. Um, now, these are 
uh, to keep it with the theme, these are Texas EVPs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is the best I could find. Um, this one was taken from Corpus Christi Spook Central. Okay. It's the name of the um, group. And this is at the Oak Grove Cemetery in Yoakum, Texas. Tell me what you hear. It's really quick. <laughs> Can I get it? Is she sneezing? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, first, first uh, um, option is it A. Achoo! B. Boom, boom, pow. Ooh, maybe they were like, maybe it was like a um, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Oh, that, that was number three. Wait. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> no, that wasn't number three. Um, boom, boom, pow. Like, like, um, uh, maybe they were a uh, um, Black Eyed Peas fan. Got oh, that boom, boom, pow. Yeah. Um. Or C, happy birthday. Do you know what I, you know what I hear? I'm, I have a background as a dancer. I hear hit, 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 like five, six, seven. Eight. Oh, maybe it was a choreographer <laughs> ghost. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit. The correct answer is happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? But I actually kind of hear it. Like now kind that you of, say it, yeah. Right? Now I kind of hear you... the B, yeah. Happy birthday. I'm going to send you that on your birthday. Oh, my God. I'm going to be all hit, hit, hit. Okay. Here's the next one. This is, um, this is, okay, there was a video I found online that was from Fox 26 Houston. Oh, the shit. The news station. And they were doing a story on um, paranormal investigating. And this is from uh, the Pasadena Ghost Research Society. From oh, shit. That's really close to where I grew Pasadena, up. Pasadena, Texas. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're going to hear a paranormal investigator say, you're not alone. And then, um, this. tell me what you hear. You're not alone. I kind of hear fuck you. Okay, let's try it. You're not alone. Fuck you. That's what I hear. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you some options. Is it, are they saying Yahoo? Because maybe it's a a ghost from 1999 and they had a Yahoo email and they just wanted to be like, (laughs) that's where you found me. You can find me here, Yahoo. Um, Or are they saying Badu? Maybe there's like an Erica Badu fan. She is from Texas. Is she? She is. She's Maybe from Dallas. Oh. Yeah. Or is it C, the sound of chopping celery? You're not alone. It sounds to me like celery. It sounds like celery. Or is it the correct answer, which is says you? Celery. You're not alone. Hmm. I, I like know. to think he said says who? Says You're who? You're not alone. I'm going to call mm. that one an EV, please. Yeah, me too. Mm. It just sounds like someone making anything. celery, yeah. chopping it up. I mean, I was surprised whenever I was in that room at the museum. That shit's loud. It's constantly buzzing. Mm. You know, when you hear a word, it is, it can be really hard to make out what it is. But there's like a constant buzz. So a lot, I think a lot of things get garbled up in that that business. Yeah. But I mean, it's really hard to say. It's all just speculation of what you're hearing. But sometimes you hear it and you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times it can be a stretch. Yeah. And that's when we say, Evie, please. Evie, please. Yeah. Well, I think it's about time to wrap it up, yeah. my white witch. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you. Um, you guys can find me at Meg.Malloy on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I don't ever get on that thing. I know. I don't either. I feel like 
We're too young for that, right? We're too young. We're too young for Twitter. We're just a couple of young little witches. <laughs> um, and also megmalloyart.com. Final question. Assuming that being a ghost is a good thing. Uh-huh. And assuming that you're not on this earth, um, you leave this earth before me, would you visit me? <laughs> If you want me to. Yeah, yeah. Be fun. Yeah, if you want me to. But I would never creep on somebody that didn't want to be. Right. Oh, I would. Intruded upon. <laughs> I think it would be fun. I'm not, That's like the best I'm not part of like being a, a ghost. I'm not like a lurker as a, you know, physical mortal human. So I can't imagine that I'd get right. into lurking in the afterlife. But who knows? I know. If you got time to kill and you're bored. If and it's just eternity. Yeah. You know, you're just like. I would probably start solving mysteries just for fun mm-hmm. if I had nothing but time. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, we got that answer. <laughs> well, that was lovely and quite terrifying. Thank you so much for listening. You know, we're here every Thursday. And I hope you could tell your friends about this show. If you have a friend that loves spooky things, they like to support drag queens that have not really been on television, but they are still trying to get out there. You can support me. You can also go to my Instagram or my Twitter or my Facebook page at Roz Dresfiles. Please give this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can rate a podcast. And if you have a ghost story, please leave it in the review of your five-star rating or send it to me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And if you have an EVP, you can send it there as well. I hope you can come check me out at some live shows. I always have those dates on my Instagram and Facebook. Can't wait to be here next week with another terrifying tale. And as always, if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.